Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode three of Unfiltered Friends. And today I am so excited to share my friend Ashley with you guys. She has built up a platform of closing in on two million followers on TikTok. She is someone that I respect greatly. She speaks her mind. She tells you how it is. She doesn't care what language she uses, and she does, as you'll see. You'll see that throughout the course of this. And she also is not concerned of whether you like her or not. She is so authentically herself, and I think it's something we should all strive to be. So make sure throughout the course of this show, you go give her a follow, go give her some love. Uh, I think she'd be a great addition to your follow list. And as always, this is an independently funded podcast. I want to give a big shout out to my Patreon supporters. If you guys are interested in supporting this podcast and what it is that I do here, patreon.com slash unfiltered friends. Check out the perks. But for now, here's Ashley. Welcome to the Unfiltered Friends Podcast. Before we introduce you to our next friend, I want you to take a moment to think about everything that led you to where you are right now. Do you see how strong you are? Do you see how great your story is? I hope you do, and I hope you learn great lessons and get inspired by our next friend's story on the Unfiltered Friends Podcast. Hello! Hello, everybody! Welcome to yet another episode of the Unfiltered Friends Podcast. And I'm very excited because I like interviewing people who I know in real life. And Ashley is one of them. Don't ask me how to pronounce her username. Don't ask her how to pronounce her username. <laughs> yep, that's her laughing in the background. So you can call her Ashley. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or... <laughs> Um, but why don't we just why don't we just bring her in as she cackles in the background? Hi, Ashley. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't. It's so true, though. Um, when you told yeah, me you the- didn't know how to pronounce your own username, I felt a little bit better. I was like, man, I'm a bad interviewer, but you don't even know. I don't. Nobody knows how to pronounce it. I, maybe that's part of the 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 mystery. Um, I, I didn't I didn't really think through it when I when I made the username when I joined TikTok. I didn't think that anybody was going to follow me, so I didn't think there was a need to have a username that was memorable. So that's what I chose, and and here we are, and I haven't changed it. So tell. I, I don't care. I mean, you don't care, and that is I've, one of the things that I absolutely adore and envy about you is your ability to navigate the world with a a don't give a fuck uh, attitude, which is wonderful. But tell people who don't know who you are a little bit about like who you are, where you're from and what your uh, what your content creation is about. Like what kind of content do you if you could tell people what your content was, what would you say? Oh, if I had to, if I had to choose, it's a little bit all over the place. Um, I am a 34 year old mother. I live in Oklahoma and I have a full-time job. I work in the, um, in the snack industry. I work for Brownie Brittle. If yeah. anybody's had it. I, I thought, I didn't know if you were going to tell people, but like my, Let's talk about when it. you told me that you work at Brownie bro, I'm going to be honest. My nipples were like, yeah, cause I, yeah, have, a, they were. I have a sugar yes, addiction. They were. So, um, yes. you could be, uh, an amazing enabler for me. Um, and I'm ready for it. I would it. love to be that for you. <laughs> I would love to be that. Yeah, sign me up. Sign me up. Perfect. Where, where do I submit my application? <laughs> 
yeah, and that's and that's honestly my true passion. I joined TikTok uh, originally because I wanted to see if it was worth even creating an account for Brownie Brittle. I didn't know what the algorithm was or anything. You know, we were on other social media platforms at the time, and I was hearing more and more about TikTok, and so. I created a personal account just to kind of figure it out for myself. And then I made a couple of videos. I realized that, wow, this is finally a place where I can be a hundred percent myself. Everybody else is a fuck up just like me. This is great. It was at the height of the, you know, the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, April 1st is when I made my first video 2020 mm. and, um, and yeah, I, I just, I just realized, Hey, this is, this is a cool spot for me. I can be, I can be myself. Cause I've always had this internal struggle with Instagram. I deleted Facebook years ago and with Instagram, it was just a, a comparison thing that I did, uh, with everybody. And I knew that it was fake, right? You know, that the, the photos that you're seeing are fake, you know, that they're filters, you know, that it's this, you know, that it's that, um, but it's, it's hard to, to not compare. So, uh, that being said, I, I just had a personal Instagram account for, you know, family and friends and then TikTok. I just made a few videos and here we are. Yeah. Here I mean, we are in when, 2022. When you still. and I first started interacting with each other, you were one of my followers and now you have more followers than me. So, not by a lot, not by a lot though. Oh no, just by like a casual like half a million or something like that. There's that there, that's not, not fair. a lot. <laughs> I I you were one of the first people that I followed. Um Okay. Let's ask that question the, then. Why? Why did you follow me? The the daily walks, mm. um, the morning, the morning walks, it was a therapy session. I was, I mean, you were you were one of those accounts that every day I opened up and I was like, is there a new video? Right. Aww. Like I gotta, I gotta check and see if he's posted anything, which sounds, uh, honestly like a little bit creepy saying it, um, saying it right now, but, uh, it's Why? the truth. It's the Why truth. Would that we be, all have, I we put all it have out those there. people. We all have those people that we follow that were like, I mean, um, like Drew, like she's a, pers- a perfect example of I will go to her page. Her stuff doesn't have to be on my for you page, but I will I will seek out her content in order to see if she's posted something new or whatever that day. I do that with my friends. Um, and and you were one of those creators that I was just like, I just feel I don't know. I feel good after after sixty seconds. Yeah, uh, which is you can't say that about a lot. Of not things. all, not a lot of things you can not, say. That is not what happens usually. You can get it so, if you can get it done in sixty seconds. You're at another level, essentially. And and feel good. That's that. That's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah. So well, yeah. Um, I but, have enough knowledge of of women to know that that's pretty much never the case. Um, it's never the case. It's it, there's a zero percent. Well. Yeah. Well, okay. We'll, we'll we'll move on from that. What's also funny okay. is you are we'll my circle back. You're we'll my circle third back. interview, and two of the three interviews mentioned Drew. I gotta see. I gotta try and get her on then. <laughs> you do. You you have. Oh, did they did they both mention her as well? Alicia Alicia did, and then you did. Okay. And you actually have elements of what Alicia does when when you make content. You go after people. You 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 yeah. don't care. And like no. my mindset. Is, a, is like an older creator mindset where you're supposed to rise above and you're supposed to let it okay. go and stuff like that. And so like no. when I would watch her content, it was just like the way Alicia put it 
changed my perspective a bit where like, we need people like that to police the platform. You you can't control what all of your audience is going to do. But I think ultimately, you know, we need people like that in order to make the people who aren't acting correctly, um, to make them uncomfortable and make them think twice about the content. And so I've actually changed my mindset. I'm curious, like when you first started off and when you first started growing, what was your mindset on responding to people who were saying awful things or saying misogynistic things or annoying things or racist things? Um, I, well, I originally, I mean, I would respond to a lot of comments and I think it was, it was actually TikTok that kind of curbed that only because, um, then everything that you respond to, it was an immediate community guidelines violation. Mm. And so they, they kind of police that even though somebody could be just heinous in a, as a commenter, um, responding to that comment and, and, and telling them that they are wrong or how it made you feel, that seems to be bullying and harassment, right. which makes, which makes no sense to me. No. I don't know how Drew does it. I've always been fascinated by that side of it. Um, not so much just in awe of her delivery, uh, but also that all, all of her videos stay up. Right. And and even, you know, months ago when she didn't have a lot of followers, we became mutuals a long time ago. And uh, I, I texted her and I was like, how how do your videos not get taken down? Because I will respond to somebody and be not half as bad as you. And they, it, it's I mean, immediate immediate gets taken down. Um, what do you think and, it is? And she's like, like, and she's like, I don't, she's like, I don't, I don't know either. Um, it, it's just that, that whole thing is wild to me, but, um, yeah, I responded to a lot of comments and a lot of, uh, I think that that is a reason why my comment sections now are generally pretty good. Mm. I will get messages from people, primarily men that will, um, it's always funny to me, like on Instagram that will say something about my appearance or whatever. And then we'll quickly be like, I meant this with all respect or, um, you know, whatever, like (laughs) very, it's, it's almost, it's almost like, you know, they don't want to be called out. Right. And I, I, there's a, there's a part of me that's kind of like, good. You, you should feel a little bit nervous to, first of all, you shouldn't be doing that to begin with, right? That's uncomfortable. You're a stranger. I have no idea who you are. Um, to be commenting about my body or any sort of way is, is just uncomfortable for me. And, um, and, but, but it's, it's kind of a good feeling to know, Hey, people, people are thinking twice. And to Alicia's point about Drew, people are thinking twice about putting content out on the internet because she's watching, right? She's behind every corner. It's not um, her pe- watching. It's her it's, whole posse. It's all of her followers. I can't imagine. And she's commented on that a few times, just the amount of messages and DMs. Like people contact her family members. They fo- they like seek out her family members to say, hey, Drew hasn't responded to my message or my email or my text message or whatever it is. Um, can you get this video to her? And she's like, Stop contacting my mom and my mm-hmm. sis. Like that is that is a boundary that you should not be crossing. Have you had and anything like that in your with wild. you? 
No, no, God, no, no. People, I, people, no. I, I think that there is an obsession um, with with Drew that, and and that is always kind of a scary thing too. Um, with not not just the not just the men. Meredith and I have had conversations about this. That sometimes it's it's not the 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 men that are necessarily scary. It's it's some of the just really really obsessive. I want to be you um, type of comments that we get sometimes from from women um, that are that are equally uncomfortable and that I equally respond back to saying this is this is uncomfortable. This has crossed a line for me and I appreciate your support. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, but that comment made me um, a little bit uncomfortable, you know, talking about like where I work or, um, where I'm going to be next Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, when I teach bar, like questions like that, that are just super, super personal. Uh, it's just like, that's, that's not something that I want to discuss and is slightly uncomfortable. Yeah. I think, uh, I've had that experience. I think men are used to being like people being like, Hey, cut that out. That's not okay. But what yes. I'm finding is, and and this was validated by my friend who is, uh, he does um, the the Down Under show in Vegas or whatever. Do you know what Thunder, I'm talking from about? From Down Thunder. Under. Yes, that one. And he was yeah, like, man, if, yeah. if, if men attempted but 5% of what these women do to me, they would be in jail. Mm. And I had that issue where like I had to stop doing full body videos because people were talking about my penis and it wasn't men, you know? And so when I would correct that behavior, um, I would get told if I didn't want comments like that, I shouldn't dress that way, which sounds very familiar to a similar a, a thing ba- that's said A boundary to women. is a boundary, no matter who's delivering it, right? right? Um, and people need to respect that. If and, and, it, and it varies person to person, right? There are people on the app, there are plenty of men on the app that do that on purpose, for they know that it generates views. They know they know exactly what they're doing. Right. Just like there's women on the app that do that, and and I support both of them. That's fantastic. If that's mm-hmm. what you want to be doing, you're comfortable with that. But it's the unsolicited comments, like mm-hmm. you're saying, where you're literally just making a video, um, in in something. Um, I I made a video. I had a fucking turtleneck on. I had a <laughs> turtleneck on, and this guy was like, "Are you ever going to take those knockers out?" <laughs> What? Knockers. First of all, who says that anymore? (laughs) I don't know. And I have a feeling that this was like a 10 year old kid. And so I just responded and I was like, can you go to bed? I'll call your mom in the morning. (laughs) Go to bed. Like, like, can you, it's past your bedtime, little Timmy. Uh, I'll call your mom in the morning and let her know what you're doing on the internet at 10 PM. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's like, you, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what you write, but, but it's comments like that. You will get them regardless. That is, that is not what I want. And in regardless of what you're making, I mean, I've made, I've made swimsuit try on videos. Right. And, and thankfully I don't get really many comments that are uncomfortable. If I get a few, honestly, yes, they're not great. And I didn't, I didn't want them, but they don't, it's kind of like I am in a swimsuit on, on, you know, for, for the public. Um, but that wasn't also the intent of the video. I think, I think it really depends on what you're going for 
And it it doesn't really matter whether you're a man or a woman. I think that those comments, um, you set the tone as the creator on what is appropriate and what is not appropriate. And once you set that boundary, if people continue to cross that boundary, they will get blocked or they will be called out. And that is perfectly fair. That's how you're relationships should be in real life. When right? you t- when you type in sup daily in the search bar on TikTok, one of the first things that popped up is you blocked me. One of the second things that popped up is you blocked me dot 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 remember that. Um and so Are you serious? People people get real upset and and when someone comes in They'll, they'll come in and maybe I blocked them on Instagram and they're in on TikTok. Like you blocked me on Instagram. I was like, well, you must have did something annoying. Block. Like I don't have to allow you to stay in my space no. if you make me uncomfortable. No, absolutely. Absolutely not. But you know, what's funny is that it's it's this, those same people that love the memes that say, um, if you're not contributing to my life, fuck you. It's right. A lot it's of those entitlement. Same people, it's those same people that love those memes that are the most offended um, when they get blocked, when that actually happens in real life, when mm-hmm. they have crossed a boundary that has been very well established. And then they're like, oh, no, I got I got blocked. Who who fucking cares? Like at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you don't know these people. Right. They don't they don't know you in real life. You don't know who these people are. So what does it matter? It's not like you've had this history of a, of a friendship or it's a family member or whatever where, and even in that situation, you don't have to explain yourself. Um, but that's, it is an entitlement thing, I yes. think, um, for, for sure. For and sure. I think, I think they also don't think you're going to respond. I had a similar thing yeah. happen where back in the day I did a music video with a really, really popular YouTuber and she pulled out last minute and replaced herself with somebody else, but uploaded it on her channel. And I got the backlash for it for some reason. Like I was the reason that that happened. And so usually I ignore, but this time I responded, I was like, Hey, you can't talk to me that way. I mean, I was telling people were telling me to unalive myself. Uh, pretty frequently. And I was like, hey, that's not okay. And it, their their response was really interesting. Most of them were like, I'm so sorry. I love your videos. I think people are so quick to have an emotional reaction, which I think is a majority of like the struggle between content creator and viewer is you might be triggering something and they're taking it personally, but you didn't say it for them at all. Right, right. Yeah. You're not responsible for how, if that, if that is not the intention, then you are not responsible for how they react to that. Yeah. There was, so you were talking about how, you know, you don't like commentary on your body, um, mm-hmm. on, uh, and which is, which is understandable, but I feel like when uh, maybe, maybe that's just my for you page was giving me what I wanted. Um, you, you really grew doing those bikini try-ons that you were talking about. You got a lot of your mm-hmm. viewership and was also very different than previous content. Now you're a, you're a bar instructor. So mm-hmm. you're in, you, you gotta be in good. Sh- I tried doing one of those classes one time with a girlfriend I w- and I almost broke myself uh, trying to do it. So for- you should try again. I'll, you can come to one of my classes. Okay, perfect. Cause I, right. yeah, I need, I need that. There's no point in having these muscles if I can't move, you know? That's right. That's so, right. It's great for your body. Yes. So you yeah. were, you, you don't like people making commentary on your body and you do those try try ons. Did you have to fight any sort of, discomfort with it po- posting that part of yourself or do you not struggle with that at all 
Um, I did. So, so I had originally, the original video that I had made was basically just making fun of the style of last year of summer of 2021 saying that, um, you know, I went, you know, to go buy a bathing suit and all I could find was ones that, you know, looked like diapers, right? It's, (laughs) it covers your stomach in the front. And then it's like this thong diaper situation. Mm -hmm. And, um, it got a ton of views and people were like, you know, tell us what you mean or whatever. And it was all women because, you know, 93% of my following is women. So I felt comfortable enough to be like, Hey, again, this is a relatability thing where other women are in similar situations where they're like, we can't find anything. And they just need a laugh because it's humorous, right? That, that these bathing suit style, like who's, who's fucking doing these things. Right. Um, and so I did, I did one video and they were all one pieces. So, I mean, most of my, most of my body was covered. I mean, I didn't have, you know, I had my hair, you know, covering it was, it was not, I felt, I felt comfortable with it, um, personally. And I didn't have a lot of comments for men, to be honest, even when I post, you know, kind of like these, I hate the thirst trap name, but that's what it I is. Do, when I, it is what it is. When I do post those, I'd say 98% of my comments are are from women. And that makes, that is a lot more comfortable Do you want to know why? Than men. Why? You set that boundary and they know that they have to deal with yes. that mouth of yours. And not only your mouth, but all of your f- followers' mouths and all of your other content. Fr- like, you go after people yeah. in Meredith's comment section, and I'm sure do. she's doing the same for you. So, again, yeah. I think it's a matter of making those people who don't know how to conduct themselves with respect feel so mm-hmm. uncomfortable that they just disappear, you know, they do disappear. Yeah. It, it, it weeds itself out. I would say that, um, that would be the biggest advice to anybody that, that wants to create content or that has started on the platform or sees kind of a lot of the negativity. Um, I think that there's a benefit of seeing those kind of responses to comments because it, it reminds you that everybody gets those comments, right? Mm-hmm. It, it kind of goes against that whole, um, you know, toxic positivity. My, my, I'm great. I never get these comments, whatever. Um, so when I see people like Alicia or, um, you know, other creators on the app that you wouldn't necessarily assume that they got any negative comments because you love their content, right? You think that they're amazing. And so then when you see that they're also receiving some hate, it's not, it goes back to the whole relatability thing. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I I am too. And this is how you're responding. And that's an interesting, you know, perspective. I think that that's the biggest, um, that would be the biggest kind of uh, thing that I would tell somebody that wanted to create content is that at first you're going to receive a lot of comments and they're not going to be great. And um, you'll get one that sticks with you. You know what I'm talking about. I you, do. you remember you remember the ones mm-hmm. um that stick out. I had some guy long time ago, nine months ago, um, that said that my um made a comment about my mother didn't use the coat hanger properly. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, and I was like, Oh, oh yeah. Oh my god, what? And I was like, Wow, that's that you went hardcore. Something that I said was and it wasn't even like a bad video. It wasn't even a bad video. I think I was talking about, I think I was talking about Black Lives Matter. And um, and and it was a white guy that was just like so upset, so upset by that. Um, 
that that my aesthetic did not match what was coming out of my mouth wow. um, for him. And and that's what he said. And that one stuck with me. I mean, obviously I blocked him, but um that one that one stuck with me. And uh but you're going to get some of those, but they will weed themselves out as you continue to create content and create this kind of community of, of followers that like you for you and that enjoy watching you for your content. That stuff will just kind of go away just like it is in life, right? You meet a lot of people in college or whatever, and then they kind of trickle away as you get older because you just don't have the same shared experiences or, um, you know, friendships kind of fizzle out, right? That's kind of how it is, but on a, on a grander scale on, on social media. Um, and, and, and thankfully that has happened. Um, you know, I still, I still get hate comments, but they genuinely don't really bother me anymore. Yeah. Um, like they, like they used to. So talking about, uh, your mom, um, my Kelly Bob 59. Yep. My first yeah. interaction, well, not interaction, but first time I saw her on your channel was someone making a commentary about like, what does your mother think about how foul your mouth is? Mm -hmm. Essentially, first, f before we get to the mom part, mm -hmm. let's talk about it. Let's talk about how you don't censor at all you say you say as many curse words as you want you know and i we both grew up of the generation where you know not being being able using curse words was a sign of low class or low intelligence not so, being ladylike not as well. being ladylike as well yeah i didn't yes. face that yeah. i've never been ladylike but um yes Yes. Well, there's been I, a few I, times. I, I wouldn't want you to be ladylike. <laughs> I don't know. I kill. I kill that dress. Uh, uh, anytime <laughs> you did, <laughs> you did. You do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do look. Uh, you do look okay in a dress. It's these legs. It's these legs. They got this beefy legs. You know. It's the it's the calf muscles. It's, that's what sure. it is. Yeah. It is. So so talk to me about the decision to not censor yourself to be vulgar to. To say the word cunt or asshole or fuck or whatever you want, regardless of I, any sort of backlash from that. I feel well, for sure, I've gotten backlash. I mean, people comment all the time that, um, you know, don't say fuck or can you can, the, the, the best ones talk about entitlement. The best ones um, for me are the ones that are like, uh, can you redo this video um, without saying the word fuck so that I can share it with more people? No, and it's like, no, I'm not going <laughs> to fucking redo my video so that you can share this on Facebook with your book group. Right. Like what what is happening? I don't get it. What like, book Facebook group is sharing your videos? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ex exactly. My point. Um, but that is I mean, it's just the way that I speak. I mean, even even my even my work. I mean, I I, I talk the way that I talk. I'm I'm trying to be a little bit better, you know, when I have interviews or when I'm trying to be more professional um, and I don't know the audience that I'm in, I um, I try to pull back a little bit, but I do say fuck a lot. I do say shit and damn it and cocksucker like that. Those are just <laughs> vocabulary words that are so ingrained in my day to day speech that I, I enjoy TikTok and I started making videos on TikTok because it was a place that I could be myself. And so why would I censor myself? Why would I not say fuck? Why would I not say, why would I not speak the way that I normally speak in a conversation with a friend? 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, why would I? Why would I not do that? That makes that makes no sense to me because then I might as well be on fucking Instagram, right? I might mm. as well be using filters every day. I might as well be, um, you know, showing this picture perfect life, but that's not reality, right? That's not reality. And and this is who I am. And if you like it. That's great. If you don't fuck off, like I don't, I there, I don't, I don't know how clear to make that statement. It's always it does, the ones that are under me. five two that have the most attitude. It's probably why it, I always have small dogs because they have attitude. So is that it? So I'm a small. So I'm a small dog. You're small. To you? No, I'm, <laughs> you're small. You're five feet. Small. T- you're like five feet tall, right? I am. Yeah. I am. Yes. But just full of just feet. energy. <laughs> Just lots of lots of angst towards the world. Yeah, the feistiness um, of people under it. And I can tell when someone true. is under 5'4", because they start talking to you about quarters and halves of an inch, um, or they round yeah, up. Yeah, I'm five I'm five, five and a half, five foot. And, no, I'm really just five foot. I Five foot and zero inches. Wow. I think, actually, on my driver's license, I think I say 5'2". That's a, that's a huge lie. Why did that's you lie huge. on your driver's license? I don't know. I felt like that's what everybody did at the time. And then I never <laughs> updated it. I've never updated it. Oh, I mean, it does say that I have the right color, like eyes. And um, well, at the time when I first got it, I think that I had brown hair. I think I had uh, like darker hair. So that's what my driver. I've just never updated it. Yeah. So I'm five two brunette is what my driver's license says. I don't know how I even get through TSA. You know, well. Who knows? You probably curse at them and they get afraid. And Who knows? I'm like, let me, <laughs> fuck you. Let me in. Let me in. No, I will not be separating <laughs> my life. So bringing no. it back to your mom, like when, so, talk, yes. talk about that comment and, and what you told your mom and how comfortable she was being on. I don't know how comfortable your, your mom seemed very comfortable being on video and expressing herself. So talk about leading up to making that video. Um, My mom is is a if there is a more un- unfiltered version of me that is my my mother does i don't give a fuck my mom gives not negative fucks mm-hmm. negative fucks she is and she didn't used to always be that way when i grew up she was actually pretty strict with me i um she didn't ever curse around me um i couldn't watch certain movies unless like she watched them before I grew up very, it was very strict. I grew up, um, uh, very religious. And, uh, even though she wasn't, I think that she felt like that was the right, I don't know, kind of route as a parent. Once, once I turned 18 and I was kind of on my own and I was supporting myself, um, that kind of shifted the, the dynamics of our relationship kind of went from a, a mother daughter to more of a friendship, which I appreciated. We kind of the turning point for us, we were in New York. We did a, uh, well, we still do a mother daughter trip to New York every year. And we were at a gay bar in, um, a lower East side monster bar is what it was called. Monster and bar, <laughs> monster bar. And we were having, we got completely just totally shut faced off of margaritas. <laughs> these margaritas. Oh my God. I have dreams about these margaritas. They're so fucking good. We got to go. Were like, it was, it was like $10 for one margarita, but it was like the equivalent of like 20 margaritas. Do you think, and do you think pinky? Cause I know that show is sold out. Maybe she'll get me an extra ticket. And then for, and for New York, there's New York. You should, 
you should come in uh, May. I'm doing a PR event for Brownie Brittle in, okay. in May. And she has a show in, in New York. Um, it's earlier than that. But then she's doing another one, I think, in Buffalo um, around the same time as my show. She booked it um, at the same time that I was doing the PR event. Mm. Um, but anyways, we were at we were at a gay bar. We got just completely shit faced. And I think that that is when we kind of um, her personality, like her true personality really came out and, um, and, and we've just kind of been this ever since. I mean, I can talk to her about anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I've always had a good relationship with my mom, but I think for the first, you know, 18, 20 years of my life, it was, I'm your mother. I'm not your friend. Um, I have these rules in place. These are the things, uh, she has a psychology, uh, degree background. She, um, was a social worker for a while before she went into programming or she, you know, worked for the airlines. But, um, so she kind of has that perspective, the kind of, um, therapist perspective mm. on things, which I really appreciated and, and learned from growing up. Um, and now that we have the relationship that we do, I mean, she's just, she's just a mess. I, uh, I, I love her so much. She's, she's the strongest woman that I know. It's, I hope, I hope that I turn out to be half as incredible as my mom. I mean, it seems like you're on that path as we speak. So I, I she's, think it's, she's pretty great. It sounds like she was just trying to keep you as safe as possible while For you sure. were younger. Um, and it's good that she was, cause some, I know some parents don't ever release that, you know, they want to keep that relationship that way. But ultimately, like I, I had this conversation with my dad, um, because I haven't lived near my family for 20 years now. And I'm very oh, wow. much miss my family being around. And I was contemplating at one point, because uh, the beginning of the pandemic, I was about to quit making content and I just go get a regular person job because I was failing. And then the pandemic hit and it was it was amazing for, for people who were making online content and it, it right, gave right. me a resurgence and I gave TikTok a chance and, you know, here we are. Um, but when I was having that conversation, I was like, you know, I just spent time with my family. You know, my parents are getting older. I want to make sure I like have enough time with them because my family is extremely important to me. And my dad, my so my uh, ability to speak definitely comes from my father. Mm. And he was like, as a parent, I am a bow and you are the arrow and you are meant to be launched. And at that point, Aww. I was like, okay, this is like... So the, the a parent's ability to let go and just trust what they did, yeah. the the structure that they created is a, yeah. that's a that's a sign of an, of a really good parent. No, and I and I think that that's scary too, right? Mm -hmm. um, to to be like I hope hopefully what I've taught you in these first 18, 20 years or whatever it is um, is is good enough, and you're kind of uh, trusting that your your child knows what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and, and that it's okay to fail, right? It's okay. It's okay to fail and make mistakes. And I think that that's important too. Um, just in, in life in general. Um, I, I think I watch magic school bus all the time with my kids and I love miss frizzles approach to just life. It's so it, 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 I feel like if more people had that mindset, we would be in a, in a really different place. Mm -hmm. Um, that like, what did you do today that you failed at? 
How do you learn from that? Instead of it being the scary thing, yeah. it's like, yeah, that's where growth happens mm-hmm. is, is when you fail. When you are uncomfortable. That's, that's what I try yeah. to explain. If you sit around and you're comfortable all the time, then you're not learning new things because you're not challenged. I think nope. I think uh, like over parenting has caused a lot of kids to not understand how to cope with failure. And, uh, you know, you get out into the real world. Failure is everywhere inevitable death yes. taxes and failure like that's going yes. to happen you know <laughs> <laughs> speaking of i am i have have you done taxes so I, I've been doing this as my full-time job for 11 years. So I am used to, this year's going to be crazy because I have a new manager that brought me in a lot of brand integration. So okay. that's going to be, comp- I, everything I do is 1099 for the last 12 years, 1099 oh everything. Oh my God. For, yeah. So you, I understand the stress. And if you have questions, I mean, do you have a tax person? Yes. Okay. Then yes, ask I- them. <laughs> I do, but I fucking hate all of it. The The whole concept of it, of like, can the government just let us know what we owe? Right. I will write you a check or you write me a check and then we'll move on. Right. But it's so much. It's so much stress. But they can't so charge you more. If they can't charge you more if they tell you I how know. much you owe. It, it makes like. Who decided that that's how it was going to go? Yeah. I need to talk to them. Yeah. Because I feel like there's a better way to go about it. Um, It's just, it's very, very, very stressful, uh, especially with all of that, which I haven't, I honestly, I haven't been doing a great job at making money um, off of social media because I've had a hang up just morally about, about the whole thing, because I, I do have a job at the, at the beginning of the pandemic, it was kind of this thing where. I felt very fortunate uh, to to still have a job and be in an industry. I mean, the snack industry, um, consumer packaged goods, like that was skyrocketing. Like we were, we fucking did great. That's how people uh, cope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 2020, like comfort food. I mean, um, brownie brittle, like, yes, that's, that's what you want to be buying at the store. And so 2020, last year, biggest years that we've ever had sales-wise. So I, I, I just felt guilty than being on a platform, um, and, and doing, you know, brand kind of sponsorship things. I mean, people did reach out and, and sent me things, but I, I would always say to them, Oh no, you don't have to, you don't have to pay me. Just, just send me the stuff. I'll make a video about it. And now I'm like, what a fucking dumbass. Okay. Like, I was about I, to say, can we have a talk about that? Like, I know Meredith and Pinky get me on me all the time. So I'm, I'm learning, I'm learning that, that, um, I, I do have a platform. This is, this is what I deserve to be paid. Just like I would want that in my, in my job. Yeah. Right. It, it, it all has happened so quickly that it hasn't, I haven't had time to process that people actually want to follow me. Right. That I, there are days where I'm like, I don't know why I'm allowed on the internet. Like some of the shit that I post and some of the shit that I say, I'm just like, I don't, why should I have a phone actually? Why should I have an internet connection? Uh, take this away. Take this away from me. Right. So do that want, it, do you want an answer for that? Sometimes. Do you want an answer for that? I don't know. You're don't a know leader. Re- you are I don't a, know if I'm ready to receive you. You are not. a thought leader. The way you express yourself is authentic and we need examples of that. And you you unabashedly express yourself, which is something people need to see happen, especially women who have had people tell them that they should, you know, I'm if I am bossy, 
then I'm a boss. If you're a bossy, then you're a bitch. You know, like people need to see that women can speak and and there's nothing wrong with you having an opinion that people who had a problem with people, you women having an opinion just didn't feel like dealing with someone else that could disrupt their way of life, but their Mm -hmm. way of life is oppressive. So, and then I also compare the money thing. So I have this talk about professional athletes as Mm. well. Whenever somebody says that they think professional athletes get paid too much, I always have the same response. They, they're, they're like, oh, they're just playing a game. They are not getting paid for playing a game. I mean, yes, they are. They are getting paid for a lifetime of sacrifice to become the most elite at that game. And now they're reaping the benefits. And that is the same thing with you and your content. Think about how yeah. many hours you have put in to creating content over the time that you've built. And think about yeah. how much money you thought you were going to get from that. You have worked for free for so many hours. Now it's time to get paid for those hours that you put in because you actually managed to be successful at it, which is also very difficult. So if you uh, also, I have a manager because I'm not good at being the bad guy. So if if, if I'm like, hey, uh, we're going to go, I, 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 this brand wants to work with me. Go bleed them dry of money. Um, yeah. And I can right. just chip I out, can't chip do out. it. I can't do it personally. <laughs> I have been talking, I've, I've been talking to somebody, um, about that. I think, um, uh, next week I'm supposed to sign something, um, with them, which is very exciting. Congrats. It, because, because of that fact that I, I can't, like, I, I will do everything for free. If you, if you send me bath salts, I'm going to make a fucking video about bath salts. Like, and I'm, I'm just going to be happy to do it. Um, and, and I'm okay doing some of that still, right. Because that is who I am. Um, and I do want to support, you know, um, uh, you know, women-owned businesses and 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 smaller like boutiques have reached out to me to send clothing or whatever. And I, I had this woman that had uh, quit her job or she had lost her job during the pandemic. She had opened up this online boutique uh, in 2020 and was just really struggling. And she had some super cute clothes. She sent them to me. And I was like, yeah, I'll make a video. She was like, I can't pay you. And it's like, no, that's okay. Like, it's fine. And I made a video and I mean, she still like, we're friends now. I mean, she will text me all the time. And she's like, that, that, that video is what kind of sparked my, my business. And I get consistent orders, people like word of mouth, like, um, she is running a successful business now. And I think that that's, that's the kind of shit that I don't know. I think social media is lacking sometimes yes. um, because that is, that's how you can connect with people in a very meaningful way. And I say that I'm a cunt all the time, but I, I do, I think have a heart somewhere um, deep down because that stuff just, I mean, like I've, I'm almost tearing up just fucking talking about it. It meant, it meant so much to me that this woman, you know, she's a single mom and she was struggling and she really like, went out there and followed her passion of opening up this boutique. And now she's making a living from it. And I making one video, not doing fucking shit, like took me 20 minutes to do, um, helped her in a way. And it's like, that's really fucking cool. 
you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, so it's, businesses... it's that kind of stuff that I would, I would still continue to, to want to do. Um, because I do think that, uh, that social media has that capability of making such an impact. And so even though, yeah, it's a constant struggle between why am I on the internet? Cause I'm just a fucking mess. And then, oh, I actually am make, like helping some people. And that's also a really weird feeling, uh, but a really cool feeling. So, I mean, I you, okay, this is something you have said to me privately, and this is something that you are now saying publicly on here, and I want to have a talk about it, because you keep calling yourself a mess. I am, because and, I am. But I, I but, but like, where? Where? Every, fucking everywhere. Where? I have not where? seen one messy thing from you. Okay. So you're either hiding it really well, or you're definite, what do you define as messy then? I, I. I don't feel like I feel like I am all over the place all the time. And I don't know if that is just like undiagnosed, like ADHD or like what that is. But I do feel like I have a lot of things going on. And there are a lot of days that I don't feel like I'm doing any of them right. So you're <laughs> or, having the common well. human experience then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that seems, that seems messy to me because I like, I do have the personality. Um, I am a bit of a perfectionist. And when I do start something, I go all in. I don't have this, I don't have the ability to just do something a little bit, which is why I'm in the spot that I'm in on social media. I made a couple of videos and I'm like, oh, I'll fucking post five a day because I can't just, post one. And then I, I actually envy the accounts that I see post like once every two weeks. It's like, how do you, how do you, how do you do that? I probably should do that because I have a lot of other shit that I'm doing just on a daily basis, but I don't. Cause I just, I want to go all in, in whatever I'm doing. And, and sometimes then I, I feel messy because it gets overwhelming. Um, and I do have the tendency to then just, um, isolate myself from, from this has turned into quite the therapy session. You, Chris. I told you that was going to happen. I want, I you, know, I know. Just you hear didn't, me out. you didn't tell me what they, I thought that I didn't know what to expect. I know. Um, I didn't know what to expect from tonight. I'm sure that this is very different from the other two conversations that it's you've not. had. Those other two amazing women. It's um, not. What but there I is want, a commonality there. What right? I want that here, here's a lot going on. Here's what I want. I want you to see your own greatness. I want you to stop downplaying your own greatness. I mm. want you to see how much you help other people, how much joy you bring to other people. What you just described is what everybody goes through. You have yeah. so much going on. I mean, you've got the social media presence, you've got a corporate job, you're a mom, you have so much going on. That's not messy, that's incredible. Nothing about that is messy. The fact that you also managed to do all of those things successfully, that's also incredible. I don't you, know about successfully, but I appreciate that. I will take that. I will take I will take that, Chris. Thank you. You're so you're you look so serious right now. I'm scared a little because bit. Because you deflect and we're not doing that right now. <laughs> mm -mm. Mm -mm. Anybody can tell you you don't get to dodge me. That's not how not this tonight, works. Not tonight. I got this you. Is Twitch. This is Twitch, baby. <laughs> this is different. This is different. But seriously, this you are not. You got to stop telling people you're a mess because you're not. 
Yeah, I know, but it also is relatable because I feel like we're all kind of messy, right? Like that, like you said, that's existing in life, and it, and it and life is messy. So, um, so I guess maybe I can can change the wording on that life is messy. I'm not messy. You're a human. Um, yeah. And having yeah. human experiences like the rest of humans, and you are doing it masterfully from an outside perspective, unless you have like. I don't know, some random person locked up in your basement that you torture to get your anger out. Like you are not a messy person. Not anymore. Person. Not it. I'm, I'm past those days. Okay. Those days, those days are gone. Good. Those days are gone. I'm fully recovered from that. So there was, there was a time, there was a time, but uh, we won't, we, that'll be the second podcast we do. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be the after dark podcast. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be the after midnight, the we after need, midnight we, we session is I'm going to talk about my, my torture chamber Perfect. downstairs. I had Boy. one of those in Minecraft actually I had a sex dungeon and I don't want to talk any further about it. None so. of that is surprising. <laughs> Absolutely. None of that is surprising. It, so, it, that is not, not whatsoever. So tell, tell you, uh, so you're a mom of two, correct? Mm -hmm. How old yes. are your kids? Uh, they're six. They're twin six. Boys. They're twin boys. Yes. How, so one of the questions that was asked from your, your Instagram was how do you navigate? So I, I want to uh, modify it a little bit. How do you navigate? You have your corporate presence, you have your online presence, and then you have your mom presence. And all of those take a lot of time. I mean, I don't know what it yes. feels like to be a mom, but I was a step parent for an extended period of time. So like I got to witness what 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 moms do in order to maintain <laughs> some sort, sort of uh, sanity in the household. How do you navigate all of those things and being a mom and take care taking care of yourself? Uh, I don't I, I think knowing yourself and knowing what your limits are um, in, in every category. Right. So I think that it's important to, and that, and that is, um, kind of always evolving. So whether it is being a mom and knowing, Hey, I can't be involved in, in every single thing. I can't sign my kids up for every single activity and be involved in the school on every single board, even though, I am on, on one of the board, which I don't, I don't know why they go to a Catholic school and which is hysterical by itself. <laughs> they go to a Catholic uh, school. Me and me and me and the father are, are tight. We're besties. Okay. Good. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. So I think, I think knowing your limits, right. With work, being able to know when to shut that off. Right. Yeah. And, and being present then with your children. So if you're at work, be present at work. Um, if you're doing like social media content for me, I have to draw a line where, um, I kind of have a routine just like I would in any other job or anything. I, you know, the morning times are with my kids. Um, I get them ready for school. I drop them off. I come home. I spend 30 minutes on content. How many videos I can make is how much I make. Um, within that time, sometimes I get three out. Sometimes I don't film anything. Um, and then I start my day and I can kind of then shut off the, I don't have to worry about, Oh my God, I, I got to make a video today. I got to do this content, whatever, whatever it's, it's done. Um, and then I have my work day. And then, um, when, when the boys come home, it's kind of like now it's family time. Mm -hmm. So I think having a schedule and then also knowing, um, your limit in all of those, if you feel overwhelmed at work, kind of take a step back, 
take things off of your plate where you can, because you can't handle it all. And you can't expect yourself to be good in, in every single thing that's impossible. And that's an unrealistic expectation to put on yourself. You're just going to get burnt out and you're going to feel like a failure in, in every single, every single bucket of your life. You can't do everything at a hundred percent. Um, so just to kind of know when you've hit your wall Take a day, take a day off, um, ask people for help. I think that's the biggest thing for me that I have historically struggled with is ask for help. Hey, um, you know, I, I can't do this today or say no to obligations. I, um, have a, used to be a people pleaser. I'm still, I am a little bit, but not as much. Um, but not to say yes to everything, Mm. uh, and not to explain yourself. Just no, I, I can't do that right now. Mm-hmm. No, I, um, thank you so much for thinking of me. Um, but right now that's just not something that I can add to my plate. Healthy boundaries. And people, and people get that. Like nobody, nobody's going to dig any further because then that's just rude for them to ask. Well, and they know n- that nobody who matters is going to dig any further. A thousand percent. If yeah. they're actually genuinely care about you, they're, they're not going right. to ask any follow-up questions to that. And so that has been really important to me to, to recognize, um, just the self-awareness to know that I don't have to say yes to everything. I don't have to explain myself to everyone. And, uh, when I'm feeling like I can't handle things, just be honest with people, take a step back and that's okay. Like the world, everything is temporary. So if I'm, I'm feeling overwhelmed, um, and I just need to take a day where I shut off everything. I'm not answering messages that gets a lot too. Cause I answer a lot of messages on Instagram, a lot of just random people that I mm-hmm. just talk to. And I will go for three or four days where I don't even open up any of my messages. And that's really healthy for me because I, I don't realize how much of a weight that is until I kind of lift that for, Mm. for a few days. And it's still important to me personally to communicate with people and to communicate to people that they really do need help or are asking me genuine questions. That's important to me to have those conversations with people. Um, but, but I also have to recognize when it's, when it's too much and when I just need to take a, a couple days not to answer anybody. And when I come back, I just say, Hey, sorry, it's taken me a couple of days to get back to you. This is, you know, um, I or was a just week. really overwhelmed or two I, weeks I, or three weeks or quarterly. <clears throat> is that what we're going to talk about? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, is that, is that what we're going to talk about? Chris? Look, look, I, I don't, I don't feel like I always either. get back. To, I always, I always text you back. It's Even just, as you said that you didn't know if it was true. I listened to you be like, I always, I always look, I know. The- I do always get back to you. What are you talking about? I uh, always get back to you. Mm-hmm. The timing, the timing varies. The timing varies um, <laughs> for sure. But I do, I do always respond. Sure. I do always respond. It's yeah. just, it's kind of, um, yeah, it's very random. Yeah. It's very random. But I do think that, I don't think that there is, and, and that looks different for everybody, right? As far as, you know, quote unquote, balancing it all. Um, it's okay to hit the bare minimum. You don't have to excel at everything. I don't know what the lighting is doing. I feel like I'm being blind. I'm not touching anything. Don't touch um, it. I'm not. I'm not touching that. Don't touch it. 
I'm not touching it. Why are we I'm fighting? Not touching it. That's gonna be that's gonna be the intro of your podcast. I'm not touching it. Don't touch it. <laughs> let's Don't make touch that. It. Let's make that into a sound. <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be the sound for the uh, for the intro. No longer is it gonna be like, hey guys, it's the unfiltered podcast. Just, Don't touch it. Don't touch it. I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it. Don't touch it, Ashley. You realize you're um, giving me this idea, and now Chris, it's going to Chris, become I'm a not thing. Touching it. I'm not touching it. Okay, stop touching please it. Please stop saying that. It's been a okay. while. Okay, I'm very weak yeah. right now. Fuck. Anyway, Can we talk about that for a second. Do you want how long, to? How long has it been for? <laughs> what are the, the comments? I'm not even reading the comments. What? Um. How How long has it been for you? <laughs> Is this what you meant by? Actually, I think you would be a really good interviewer. Um. On a podcast. Yes. Somebody said that that you should interview me, and um, this would be my first question. Yeah. So it. So it's been a it's been a bit mm-hmm. of time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm we're, also we're talking- an isolator. You know, I was watching a TikTok. You know how I always feel diagnosed with some sort of trauma every time I pull up TikTok? Thousand percent. All the Thousand time. Thousand percent. With all kinds of all kinds of things from TikToks videos. Have you, somebody somebody have, said that wearing the same five outfits today because I made I made some uh, video about wearing you know rotating the same five shirts or outfits and somebody said that that was um, that was a trauma response and I was like everything look like the uh, fuck sometimes what? I want to sit down with some of the people who use the term gaslight and I was like just because you didn't like what they said does not mean you were gaslit that's an actual you. medical term you're not OCD you. because you co- color coordinate things that's a diagnosable disorder that takes over someone's life you're not yes. bipolar because sometimes you're sad and sometimes you're angry and happy yes. or whatever that's a diagnosable actual mental disorder that takes over people's lives stop it yes. Yes. No, thank you. Especially the gaslight. There was a there was a meme going around that it was like, um, you know, uh, just because just because someone goes to therapy and like nothing is scarier than um, a woman that has learned, you know, key keywords from, you know, two keywords from therapy and then just uses them on mm-hmm. everybody and doesn't really know what they mean. And it's like, yeah, that's the Internet. That's social media. Did right you ever now. you ever watch The Office? Look, Hello. I don't know. I'm just asking. Okay. Have you seen any videos of me? Hi, I'm like Michael Scott. Oh. That's that's who I am. Hi. Oh. That's probably why you enjoy it. I mean, yes, it needs to have. I I'll be I'll be Dwight. But the you're not you're not Dwight. You're more like Andy. Oh, I don't know how I feel. As long as I'm not Creed, I'm fine. You know, <laughs> or um, full offense or to Creed. Not not Andy. Oh no 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 no. Yeah, Andy, Andy, um, Toby. That's who I was thinking. As long as you're not Toby, Toby, right? He's the HR. He's HR. I'm sorry. I think Creed is way more uncomfortable than. No, no, Creed's kind of hot a little bit. Like he's into some weird shit. Oh, you know? we could unpack that, but that's going to take a whole <laughs> other other podcast. But the reason I brought that's up the be- office <laughs> is because there's a quote from Michael Scott where he's like, "I'd like to report a hate crime." I was like, "Michael, this is not a hate crime." I'm like, well, I hated it. Like, I just, hate be- it. <laughs> just yes, because he yeah. hated it doesn't make it a hate crime. Okay, that, that's the internet. That is that is that is ninety eight percent of comment sections on yes. on on Facebook probably, and it's getting honestly, it's getting that way on um on tiktok as well i feel like it's become a lot less fun (laughs) it used to be a lot more fun and now it's like every time i pull it up 
I think one of the struggles I have, and you and I have talked about this, where I do advocate on behalf of women, I do exist in the feminist space, but uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I also represent, like at least looks-wise, a lot of the uh, people that they go after. So I have to kind of navigate that initial, well, you look like you're a problem, so you're on on thin ice. Yeah, but it depends. It depends on on what you're saying too, right? I mean, oh, I'm if, not saying anything. I'm just existing. Yeah, just just because you look a certain way, um, I, I think doesn't doesn't matter. But yeah, I I could see that. I could I could see that. I have to people... tread very carefully, but it's also yeah. something I like. I, I've been involved with those types of conversations since the beginning of my YouTube career. Like I was heavily for 10 years involved with LGBT advocacy. I was involved with talking about racial inequality. And like I went through the Alton Sterling case, recreated it and just asked mm. questions because I think it's important, especially someone who looks like me to be asking those questions. Like I explained Absolutely. white privilege from a white person's, but do you ever, did you see that video I made about white privilege? I, yeah, I yeah. did. So like, I'll just tell the story. So. Uh, my friend Chris is in New Orleans and he's he's uh, he's mixed and he had me park my car somewhere else and uh, and he had to pick me up because there was no parking there and we were going to go out and as we were about to go out he starts grabbing his license and 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 his insurance and puts it all in one place. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, if I get pulled over, I don't want to have to reach for anything. And mm -hmm. the fact that I never thought of that. Yep. is a is a result of my privilege i think too often people think that when you say stuff like that uh that it means that you don't think white people have any problems and that's not what they're saying they're saying the world that you navigate is tr treats you differently based on the color of your skin mm -hmm. which actually kind of leads me into a, another question you know your sons are mixed mm -hmm. How how much of how much of them do you share with the internet? And like, obviously, they've seen your. Uh, the, 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 I don't know what to call him. Um, I don't know what's okay to say at this point. What X what do you? Is fine. Okay, X. Your ex. Um, it, you've shown him. He's black. So, mm -hmm. have you had any sort of? How have you navigated those conversations? Because people probably have a lot to say about stuff like that. So I'm curious, like, how Yeah, you, how no, I keep my kids completely off the internet, a, a thousand percent off the internet. Um, they're not in any videos. I, I have told, like, a couple of funny stories about them, um, but I keep them completely off the internet. The internet, um, to me, for a number of reasons, there are a lot of creepy people mm. on the internet um, that not okay with me. I saw, I saw an account, somebody had tagged me in it in order to report their account. You know, a lot of creators were getting together to report this account because it was inappropriate. And I still think about, it still gives me goosebumps and, and makes me so uncomfortable. This man, it was an older gentleman and his entire account was, um, videos of this very well-known uh, family that is on TikTok that mm -hmm. has, you know, 20 million followers. And it was about the youngest girl who was like five. Mm. Every single video was of her. And there was a voiceover of him saying how beautiful she was and how he couldn't wait to hug her. And I mean, it was, mm. it was so just 
just makes your heart sink. Yeah. Um, and I still think about that and, and I don't care if other people have, that is your, that is your choice as a parent, right? What, what you do and what you don't do. And, um, for me though, personally, um, that, that is just a very, very hard line. Um, and, and they're also, they're also six. They have no concept of, or of how to consent to what all social media entails. They think, Oh, this is a funny video with mom, right? This is, this is just fun. And we're doing this together and TikTok. what's TikTok, right? Like they have no, no concept of what it means or who's viewing them or what comments are being made. And that's the third thing is if somebody made a negative comment about my son, I would, I would Mm -hmm. murder them. I would murder them. Mama bear. I would find where they lived and I would tear apart one fingernail at a time and I would not feel bad about it whatsoever. Just Um, And and I need to be not in jail. I think I would do okay in jail, um, but I don't, I don't think that that's a place for me to be. The visual I just had, you are for sure like the stud of the, of the cell. The, of the cell block like you have I could, I could, you're I could running switch, it right i could i could do both i could do both but i don't um, think you would yeah but, i don't think i would i don't think i would i'm just saying that I've, i'm capable of that by the uh, way no one in here heard anything that you just said about any sort of possible illegal activity and for legal purposes everything you said was hyperbole and a joke yeah Oh, for sure. For sure. Hypothetical. Um, But I would without (laughs) hesitation. So it's just best for everyone. It's just best for everyone if they um, if they are not on the Internet Um, regarding um, race conversations. um, I'm very open um, with them talking about things. Um, I don't think that there is an appropriate age that you start having those conversations. I think any age you, I I think that that's the problem. That's where we are right now is because we are so uncomfortable with having those conversations at a young age, have them now. I mean, two-year-olds can understand things. Three-year-olds can understand things where you know what I mean? There's, there's no, there's no right age, um, to start that. Start it, start it now. Well, I mean, um, if, if, because we're not born racist, we're not born no. sexist, we're not born any of those ists, that is a learned behavior. So if you can teach them to act that way, you can also teach them at the same age, the opposite of that. There are also a lot, what's, what's really interesting about that, especially having kids, is that you see a lot of things that are just in the world that, um, even though I'm not teaching that behavior and I know they're not learning that at school, it's just so ingrained in our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, that it, that's really interesting to me. Um, one of my sons asked me, he was five and this was like at 6am, which are always the greatest times to have deep conversation. Yeah. Um, asked me if God had a penis <laughs> and I was like, I, I don't know the answer. I actually told him to ask his teacher at school what what oh, what she no. thought about that. And so I got an email from the teacher later that day, and she told me what she had explained to him, which is basically, you know, God is this this thing, right? Instead, this being, and and doesn't have a gender. Um, but but for a five year old to assume that God, who is powerful and in charge, mm. has a penis. I think that that's very interesting. And I have never, right? I mean, you know me, right? There, there would be, that is not our household. So that's got to be learned from just, just, just existing 
in, in this world, right? Just navigating through this world. And I think that that's, that's an interesting way to look at race and your own privilege and your own, um, you know, microaggressions and just, um, things, things that you do that are racist that you don't realize that, that are racist, the way that you speak, the way that you, um, communicate to people that you're, you know, taking from black culture, um, or, you know, just, uh, the way that you carry yourself, I think, without knowing it, right. Um, is very, is very interesting, uh, to me. And I think that that's the power of education. Um, it's 2022 read a book. Like you, 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 you are in charge of that. It is your responsibility to educate yourself and to have those uncomfortable conversations. Um, you know, there are a lot of black creators on TikTok that that is their entire channel is, is dedicated to, um, teaching, you know, um, to anti-racist teachings and education. Um, but really at the end of the day, it's, it's not their problem. It's our problem. Right. It, we, we have created this problem. Slavery was not a black problem. It was a white person's problem. Mm-hmm. We, we, we are the problem. We have to acknowledge that and not get defensive about that. Um, and I think that that's the problem with, you know, misogynistic behavior as well is people get very defensive, um, when, when they're called out and it's like, instead of getting super defensive about it, let's have a conversation about it. Why do you, why do you feel that way? Why, why are you having this reaction? And I think that that's when you really can have the growth and the learning. And that's, that's what will eventually make the change. Um, but, but when I, whenever I talk about it, um, I, I just get, you know, people get very, very defensive about it. They don't, they don't want to talk about it. Those, those videos never perform well. They never get the likes because everybody, um, you know, they don't want to talk about it because it makes them uncomfortable. That's why channels like that, that you were talking about are so important because, a lot of people don't want to have the conversation on both sides of the aisle. So being able mm-hmm. to do so in like less of a interactive uh, way, like where you can just sit and listen is important. So who are those, do you know offhand those creators? Yeah. Um, so white woman whisperer is, is a great one. I absolutely, she's, she's one that like every day I'm like, has she posted a new video? Right. Cause I, I want to know um, her and uh, Jesse Eaton, um, E A T O N. Um, her stuff is, is really great too. And she's a smaller creator. Um, the other one, Ryan, I don't know what her last name starts with a G. You would recognize her if you saw her. Um, she's got the septum, septum piercing, uh, and she advocates a lot for LGBTQ, um, black creators. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of intersectionality there and, and she's a woman. So she really just kind of hits on everything and, and the way that she, um, kind of delivers her, her comebacks and, um, the way that she explains things. I, I really appreciate cause there's, there's kind of a, a tone of sarcasm there to a lot of her content, which is great. Um, and so, and, and then another, uh, another friend of mine, uh, Tristan Brooks, she has, um, not as much on TikTok, but she talks a lot about it on Instagram and has a lot of, uh, teachings and things that she, um, kind of like recommends, you know, other accounts to follow or just, you know, books, resources, things that you can do. She's also really involved in, um, 
and different uh, legislature and voting, you know, what, what, what you should care about as far as, you know, different bills that are, you know, um, being passed um, consciously. I love him too. Uh, I mean, we could talk about this all night. Uh, I, I, I think that it's important. I think that it's very important um, uh, to have those conversations. I am, I have a, I have a struggle being on the platform as a white woman um, because I, I know when, when I talk about it, I know that my video will get pushed on the for you page over a black creators yeah. video. Well, that's what speaking, I, I speaking rem- the same thing. I speaking remember about the same thing. What I was going to say previously, I had very rapid growth for a little bit for a while. And the day that that rapid growth stopped was when I started talking about George Floyd. Yep. All of a sudden, my I got I, it was like maybe fifteen percent of the amount of followers were coming in, so mm-hmm. it's really it. But that's been a problem on multiple platforms. Like I, yes. you know, being an advocate in the LGBT community and speaking on those issues, I made a lot less money mm-hmm. because advertisers didn't want to advertise. Like I'm helping a transgender kid love and accept himself. And I'm not monetizable. I'm demonetized. But they sure fly fly the rainbow flags all through the month of June and profit from that community, just like they do this month with the black community, but then continue to silence them because it makes advertisers uncomfortable. So do you actually Mm -hmm. believe in what you're saying or are you just trying to profit? And I so I understand the frustration, not from their experience, but from an outside perspective, understanding just what like the, the actions and the words are not matching. No. And, and I, I think that there's also, you know, this, um, especially last year, uh, there were, you know, all of those trends going around, right. You know, um, oh, what it was to that stupid fucking Macklemore. Um, oh my God. I song. saw a video of that recently and they're taking <laughs> knees and it's really uncomfortable. And it's like, I, I don't stand with you. I stand beside you or I don't know. And it was some, it was some, pretty white girl, um, that did it. And then it became, you know, like this big trend. And it's like, you know, all of these creators are like, you know, mouthing the word. I, I fuck. It was, it, you know, what song I'm talking about? It was the Macklemore yes. song. It's talking about LGBTQ. Right. So, but they used it. Um, and it's a white it rapper. Kind of, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yes, for, for, for black lives matter. And, you know, you have all of these white people that are like, you know, it's like you are fucking doing shit, right? <laughs> There's so you, much work to be done. <laughs> you making a 15. Yeah. Like whew, racism is over. Yeah, well, I made we my solved 15, it. I made my 15 second video with my fist up. A, Damn it. I'm good. Just a bunch of pretty white people the patting themselves on the back. Here. No more. No more. Racism is over. Oh I my have, God. I do probably have to go. Sit. I know we yeah. were we were supposed to be done an hour ago. And I, I know told you, but this was so great. I told you it would be easy. I told you I knew. It it would... t- I feel like it took me a little bit at the beginning just to kind of like warm up. I was very nervous. Um, <laughs> but but now because I didn't I, I put away the the tab that had all of the comments because I was trying to like read those at the same time like yeah. live on TikTok would be. So once I, I put those to the side. I wasn't as distracted Good. and uh, I think it was a little bit. So, okay, moving forward. You yes. have you have a normal person job. You have the content yes. creation job. What's the future looking like? Are you just kind of winging it or are are like what what do you what do you want to do? Just enjoy what you got going on now? 
Yeah, I'll probably do this for a bit of time. I mean, um, eventually, hopefully, um, you know, maybe Brownie Brittle will sell. Um, I don't know. The, the, this industry is really my passion. I do love what I do. I love my job. I love the people that I work with. Um, it would make me very sad to leave that. I don't know if I could, my personality, I love stability and I don't know if I could take that risk going full-time content, um, creator, uh, right now it's nice because some days I don't want to make a video and I don't, Mm -hmm. or I go three days without making a video and it's just like, meh okay, I'll make one when I get to it. Yeah. Uh, I don't have brands that are relying on me to post shit or whatever. I don't, I don't have that pressure and that obligation. And that's what still makes it fun for me. Um, there definitely is a worry that um, if it were kind of a more of a job um, for me, like a full-time job, I would feel that pressure and obligation. And without the fun part of it, would I actually enjoy it? You're and speaking that's my what language. Keeps me that's what keeps me. That's what keeps me from doing it because I do genuinely love what I do uh, for for brownie brittle, and I'm fucking good at it. Yeah. So um, I will probably continue that uh, for a bit. I mean, if brownie brittle sells at some point, and I'm still doing this, and I'm still growing, and that's something I want to try out for a few months, then awesome. That's what I'll do. Uh, eventually, I would love to start my own snack company. Um, I've got some ideas. I'm talking to some people about it, but uh, I've got to. Uh, have a little bit more of a nest egg, um, uh, money wise. Cause I don't want a bunch of investors cause I don't want to share mm. any of the, any of the company. I, mean, I, I want it to be mine. If you're looking for special snacks for your company, I'm available. Um, you're, you're a meal. You're a meal. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. <laughs> don't ever just say yours. Don't, don't, don't sell yourself short. Are you blushing? I Did am. I, make- I look, I look, look, I don't like, Yes. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Um. The anyway. Speechless. Uh, folks. Yeah, it doesn't happen ladies, often. So. Ladies and gentlemen. So anyway, if people want you, to reach out to you, we're already first. moving on. I'm squashing everything that you're saying right no, now. No, I think yeah. we should stay here. For I a will bit. mute you. I. Will. <laughs> you will. I'm sorry. The Zoom just ended. <laughs> oh my God. Connection. What <laughs> happened? Um. Go through a tunnel. <laughs> So if people want to reach out to you, where's the best place that they can do that? Do what? Reach out to you. You you were breaking up. You were breaking up. (laughs) Um, The connection. Okay. That's Um, scary. Um, Oh, uh, Instagram. I don't ever check my um, TikTok. um, Spell your, you know what? Let's, before we end, let's pick a pronunciation for your username. Let's not. I think that it makes it more fun. if I don't don't like it. Okay. Cause I don't. Ash, Ashley Lynn, Ashlyn, Ashel, Ashlyn Knock, Ashlyn Knock, Ashlyn Knock, Ashlyn I hate Nock. it. I hate it. I love it. I, you, it's, you love it because I hate it. I already know that. That's why. That's why. I'm fully that's aware. Why. Um, yeah, you can pronounce it however you want to pronounce it. Okay. A S H L E L N O K. Reach out to her. Um, also, so we're going to move to the Q&A section. If you ever want to ask questions to your favorite creator, tune in twitch.tv slash sup daily and Ashley, 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 
Ashlinock, thank you for being on Unfiltered Friends. Thank you, Ashley, for being on Unfiltered Friends. Make sure you go give her some love and make sure you give Unfiltered Friends some love on whatever podcast platform that you use. See you next week.